You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Happy summer. It's summer. It's officially summer. I'm in my element. I mean... Winter? Who's she? Never heard of her. <laughs> I just like, I don't know, have this overwhelming urge to in summer. <laughs> right? School is out for summer. I'm just so excited to, I don't know, I like love when the kids are in school. I love doing all the busy things, but to just have like no obligations, I, I'm loving it. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's it's really cool that it's just now going to be summer because I feel like my brain got tricked a little bit because we had like two weeks of like incredible weather and then it got super rainy, which I love. Um, but I was like looking at my clothes. I've been buying new clothes recently and I'm like, oh man, I never got to wear that. I never got to wear that. I'm like, wait, it's not even like summer yet. <laughs> like it's just now summer. And I don't know. It just like was this weird like mind F. <laughs> well, yeah, because in Washington, like it feels like summer lasts for like two weeks and then you're back to winter. So I, I know, know, but I've been living for this like it's like torrential downpour thunderstorms right now. I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Give me one more day. It's supposed to get nice after this for there the foreseeable future. So okay. yes. Cool. Well, Let's get into our highs and lows before we get into our episode. Um, can I go first? Yes, please. Okay. Um, so my high is that the kids are out of school. They had their last day of school. Um, my baby graduated from kindergarten, which was just like the cutest thing. They got to actually do like a little ceremony. They just did one classroom at a time um, in the gym. So like all the families were spread out. The kids all had masks on the whole time. They wiped down all the chairs and the pen, like hardcore COVID, whatever. It was so cute. (laughs) Like them being up there and they call their names and then each kid like walks to go get their like little diploma thing. And they say like what they want to be when they grow up. And I was like, oh dear God, what is Michael going to (laughs) say? But he said he wants to be a baseball player when he grows up. So cute. And yeah, I just loved it. And I... I'm not as emotional about it as I thought I was going to be. I think because that he's just the kind of kid where you're like, thank God he's like maturing a little bit. <laughs> he's just a lot. But yeah, it was super cute. Piper had her last day. I like, can't believe that I'm going to have first grader and a third grader. Oh, that's insane. Um, and that's actually my low is that also life is just like passing by. And mm-hmm. I can't believe we're halfway through 2021. Like, what is happening like yeah I'm gonna have an eight-year-old in a few weeks like it's just it's like you blink and like a year went by especially lately they say that too but it's like we like it really is like yeah really feels that way yeah yeah it's crazy so that's all just a roller coaster over here but yeah oh my god we're done and now we have summer and just focus on having fun and enjoying it have a fun intentional summer I feel like it's hard to be intentional lately you know with everything else going on that's like one of the things I'm really trying to focus on because time it feels like it was just January and now it's like what it's summer how did that even happen it was just like a blur just because we're just like going through the motions every day yeah 
But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, but yeah, time's going by fast and I'm so proud of your kids and yeah. I can't believe how big they're getting and how old they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I took a picture of them in front of the school, like next to each other and they just look huge. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Oh Ugh, it's crazy. That yeah. is. Oh my gosh. Well, my highs and lows. First, I want to share a collective high for both of us. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that little thing that we're working on <laughs> that tiny little book that we're writing <laughs> well we just submitted our first draft of Ooh. the book and it was like just like a very rough draft and the book is there's three of us that are writing it and so it we've like pieced it out between all three of us and so we turned in our individual rough 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 draft <laughs> so that we can combine it and start to see like where this is all going and it's still on track to be released in September. Have we said that yet? Well, now we did in September (laughs) sometime. So um, yeah, that was kind of a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I just got to the end and I was like, Oh my God, I'm done. Like I can actually hit send and it, Oh, is it terrible? Like, I don't know how (laughs) anyone else wrote. I like found myself, like playing it pretty safe and keeping like pretty boring though. So then I'm like, I, I did throw in one YOLO. (laughs) Yes. Like very applicable. So I'm like, I mean, it's for millennials. Like that will land. Yeah. I was like, we're all millennials here. So yeah. So I'd like to jazz it up a little bit if like, you know, that goes with the three of us. So we'll see, but yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Really vulnerable putting it out there. And so now it will be sent to reviewers and that's when the real work's going to come in, like then trying to like reconfigure and edit and put piece everything together. So I'm just excited. This has been really um, harder than I thought it was going to be and just a lot of fun and, and quite an experience. So mm-hmm. I'm happy we get to do it together. Awesome. Okay. So my high other than that is I just like ran a 10 K the other morning and I was, um, not expecting to do it, but I signed up for this virtual race and um, last year I did the half marathon, which I was not prepared for this year, unfortunately, but I got some new running shoes and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go run like my normal long run on a Sunday morning. Didn't think that I was going to do like the whole 10 K, which is just 6.1 miles. And so <laughs> I just like the shoes felt so good that I just like did it and I I got home and I was like oh hey I, I ran I ran a 10k like my medals in the mail should be here any day but it was just like <laughs> it was cool but it was kind of like yeah like that's the most anticlimactic race I've yeah. ever like right. okay did it but it was, yeah I was proud of myself went out there did that also my yeah. new running shoes were just felt like running on clouds my last ones had a hole in the toe from Ooh. I ran a hole in the toe so that was awesome. My low for this week is, I don't know, just like the last couple weeks, my husband and I have been so busy and our schedules are just like, I feel like we have barely made eye contact or like had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And like when we do, we found this new show by the way on Netflix called the startup and it's amazing. And so like when we do have time, we're just like, binge watching the show and like haven't really been able to connect and just like 
talk to each other. Like, it's like, okay, you're home. Like, here's the drill. Here's the rundown. Okay. Got to go do this. Like, you know, and it's just Mm -hmm. like, we've just been so busy, which feels good in a way, but also it's like, okay, we need just like a reconnection. Yeah. So hopefully we can do that maybe this weekend or something, but like, I miss him. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's, that is hard with busy schedules. And then the Netflix thing like sucks you in. We get like that too. And we'll sit up and watch like three hours of shows and then just pass out. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, what are we doing with our life? And it's it's, like so hard to intentionally, like sometimes I will take, like take that breath and just like look at him. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't just like looked at your face in like, I can't even remember how long. Oh yeah. You're like a whole person right there. It's just so crazy. Good on you for like noticing and hopefully you guys can get some time together to Yeah reconnect I know I hope so too like it's cute like he'll I think he's feeling it too because he's been like texting me during the day like I miss you and it's like yeah I miss you too it's weird like we live (laughs) together but like we miss each other yeah yeah so and I've just been so tired you know and so he's like oh do you want to play Monopoly deal which is like our new favorite game if you have not played it it's like Monopoly in a card game and it takes like 15 to 20 minutes per round and it's epic but I haven't even wanted to do that. Like, I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV because I'm so yeah. tired. So yeah. I'm hoping, like, I can snap out of it. Maybe the nice weather will help yeah. snap out of it. But things have just been busy, which I'm thankful for. But, yeah, so that's what's going on over here. But I'm excited for this episode. And honestly, if you guys listened to last week's episode, like, the beginning <laughs> when I was on one, I could have used this episode. <laughs> But, you know, it's here now. Yep, yeah. So we talk with Jessie about Big Emotions. Um, She owns two businesses, The Brain Breakthrough and Action Parenting. Um, She lives in Portland. She has two kids. And, you guys, this is one of those episodes where, like, I want to go back and sit and listen and take notes because I just, I could have talked to her forever. I was learning so much and just some of those things that you, I don't know, that you like seem so kind of obvious, but you don't really think about, I don't know. It was exciting and I'm in love with her and I hope you guys really enjoy our talk with her because it was amazing. Um, but yeah, let's take a quick break and we will um, introduce Jesse. boss lady we want to support you and your business on our show we've rolled out a new segment where we will be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running a free ad for your business the toddler labs subscription box is the most comprehensive educational and developmental subscription box on the market for children's ages two to five Each box features four to five engaging, hands-on activities focusing on fine motor skills, early literacy, mathematical concepts, and more. Each box also comes with a book and printable worksheets. You can find out more at thetoddlerlab.com or on Facebook or Instagram under at thetoddlerlab. Please use the code FRIENDSPLUSFAM for 15% off your first three boxes. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show with a free ad space, send us an email and let's get bossy. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. We're 
We're so excited to talk to you about big emotions and all the things that come along with that. But before we dig into this huge and like extremely relatable topic, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. We want to know it all. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jesse Sagander and I am in the Portland, Oregon area. Um, And I own a business called The Brain Breakthrough. So I work with people who struggle with anxiety, trauma, learning issues, dyslexia, reading, all of the things. Um, And um, from that, realized that there was a huge need to um, address big emotions in families, (laughs) to give vocabulary and curriculum around social emotional learning and just really practical steps for um for families um and their tips and tools that I use in my own home as well um, my background's in education so I was a teacher for a long time I have a PhD in education um and have just a real passion for working with um parents who are struggling and kiddos who are struggling and I have I've been married for almost 20 years and I have a 14 year old who is starting high school in the fall oh, which no. is just oh my gosh. <laughs> mind numbing I cannot even <sighs> I don't understand it um and then I have a kiddo who will be in middle school in sixth grade in the fall yeah. as well my gosh big year next year for you guys I know oh my gosh. really big year I, I said that to us and I was like oh it feels like a lot's changing suddenly yeah. like we're moving to the new chapter in our life yeah oh my gosh Ooh. well good luck yeah. to you in the fall that's exciting thanks, thanks so much too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, let's get into it because I want to hear all about the brain breakthrough. So I did some digging and stuff on your website, of course, but it sounds like a really cool program. Um, Can you tell everyone what exactly it is? Yeah. So it is a holistic program to um, treat trauma, anxiety, and learning issues. Um, primarily I got into it to work with people who are struggling with reading issues. Um, and we look at you from a whole body perspective. So I want to know physiologically, why is it hard to read? Why are you struggling with comprehension? Why do you have to read things two or three times to know what you read? Um, Where are those neurological disconnections? And then we work with your body, um, a mix with a little bit of kind of talks and talk therapy as well. Um, And we actually work with your body to make it easier for your body to read and process information. Um, In the process of that, I realized that it actually helps a ton of people with anxiety and trauma. Um, Sometimes people struggle with learning because they've had a lot of anxiety and trauma um, and vice versa. So um, it's really a whole body approach. It's a really outside of the box approach to um, attack learning issues. And I um, got into it because my daughter has dyslexia hmm. and was looking for all the things that we could do to help her and stumbled upon a therapy similar to this and thought, wow, I cannot reproduce these results in my classroom. I have to know what this is. And then I want to take everything I know about the brain and learning and mix it with this therapy. Um, and that's kind of how Brain Breakthrough Therapy came up uh, about. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I have a couple of practitioners that work with me and it's a really quick process. Like I work with you for eight or nine hours over a three or four day period. Oh, wow. And then that's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then suddenly like you can read easier and your brain can process things better. And I work with kiddos and I also work with adults. This week I've been working with a 65 year old woman who, wow. um, who has, you know, she's like, I've never liked to read and that's not been fun. And I'm, you know, want to do things different in my life and, and want some help to make things easier. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Is it so like when we think about big emotions and even just, mm-hmm. you know, trouble learning and all of that, like oftentimes we're thinking about children when really a lot of times adults, like I am, I have huge emotions that <laughs> yeah. often I don't know how to deal with and anxiety and, you know, all of yeah. that. And so how, I mean, do a lot of people come to you like looking for help with their toddlers specifically and then realize that it's so much more than that? 
A lot of the people come to me looking for help for their children. Mm-hmm. And then I, we were like, like in the edge, cause I'm so, I so want to educate people, right? Hey, this is what's happening in your body. This is happening in your brain. And in that conversation, the parent goes, oh, I have that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And usually like if our kids have lots of really big emotions, like if our kids have a ton of anxiety, uh, usually one of the parents in the home has a lot of anxiety and that's where it's coming from. Mm. So, um, I think one of the, the thing I'm most passionate about is that I, I, I can change the dynamic of a family, right? Like yeah. even just giving a family vocabulary and understanding for what's happening in the body, what's happening in the brain, um, then gives parents tools to handle their own big emotions and then gives kids tools to handle their own big emotions. So, um, I, I love it so much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. And your daughter was kind of like your inspiration for all of this. She was it. I, she was, I, I, you know, we went down the traditional path of tutoring for dyslexia and, um, saw some results there, but I just kept thinking, I'm like, what is at the root, right? Like we're just treating her topically. Like what is at the root of it? Where is, how do I get to the root of the issue? What if we could change the roadmap in her brain? Um, and that really was the, um, the jumping off point for me. And then I've just been down this deep, dark rabbit trail and it's consumed my entire life ever since. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now I can't imagine doing anything else. There's nothing else I want to do with my life because I get to see people's lives change like in front of my eyes. And I sat with a woman today who bawled because she was 65 and she could read two pages and tell me what she read. Yeah. And she goes, I've never, I've had to read things over and over again. I didn't know what I, I've never known what I read. Like no wonder people like to read. Yeah. because they actually know what they read yeah. I, oh it's so yeah so I, I I love it a lot I have to say so I did um of course some research on your website you have some videos on there of some examples of you like physically working with people I'm just so blown away by this because I I mean I know a lot about counseling and therapy and I have a degree in psychology like that part I get and I understand yeah. but like the touching and the, yeah so this, think somatic oh. therapy yeah think somatic therapy so like the first part of what I work through is with the nervous system so we mm-hmm. work a ton with the nervous system are you stuck in fight flight or freeze how is your vagus nerve doing what does it look like in your body where are the big emotions coming from and whether you have a learning issue or not I mean everybody in the world right now has big emotions around all the things mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, and then I also work a lot with primitive reflexes so primitive reflexes are the reflexes that we're born with right so they help us know how to eat and sit up and crawl. And they should do their job and then integrate into our brain. But for a lot of people who struggle with learning issues or who've had trauma, mm-hmm. you've had a lot of trauma, those primitive reflexes actually either never integrate into your brain or turn back on. And when that happens, it makes everything else harder, right? Mm-hmm. So we weren't created to read and process information with our primitive reflexes still turned on. They should have be turned off. But for people who really struggle with learning, oftentimes they're turned on. And so we work with the body to turn them back off so that it's easier to do all the things. And what I think is so, it's a beautiful mixture of working with the body, but then also psychologically, like it doesn't matter if your body is doing what it should be doing. If you're so stuck in fight, fight or freeze, that every time you pick up a book, your entire body goes weak. Or every time you think about a book, your entire body goes weak. Or every time you think about having that hard conversation with whoever in your life, your brain turns off. So it's a mixture of both. We really work with the nervous system and then we work with the body to make sure that kind of everything is doing what it should be doing. Hmm. Interesting. I think a lot of times, like we don't really think about how much our body is involved when it comes to brain stuff, but you hear people say, you know, trauma holds itself in your body in certain places. 100%. And I mean, 
we just, I, I guess we don't really think about that that often when we're like, okay, I have anxiety or I have trauma or I have these big emotions mm-hmm. and we don't connect it to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, one of the leading researchers, Bethel Medikirk wrote, wrote the body keeps the score, which is like my second Bible that I use. Wow. And it's the entire premises that our body remembers. And so I can mm-hmm. be working with somebody who's 80 and I can say, can you think of that um, teacher that made you feel stupid? And he'll go, oh yeah, my second grade teacher. And when he thinks about it, his entire body goes weak. Mm-hmm. And it was 70 years ago, but his wow. body remembers being afraid. Yeah. And when we have enough trauma that's built up over time, our brain freezes, our body freezes, we get really scared of things. And then we wonder like, why can't I have that hard conversation? Or why can't I show up and do those things I want to do? Well, your nervous system goes, I'm not safe. I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. I use muscle testing. That's the, the basis of what I do. So we, um, in, you know, in theory, our muscles stay strong. We have energy in our muscles to keep them strong. And sometimes there's things that actually keep our muscles, make our muscles go weak. And so I just lightly push on your muscles. And if you tell a lie, your muscles will go weak. Really? Just a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Because the energy that keeps your muscles strong is actually going to your core to protect your core. So, or if you think about something that you like, you really hate to do, your muscles go a little bit weak. And so what I say to people all the time is I'm like, just listening to your body. It has its own language. And it's just telling me when you go weak, there's a, dis- there's either a neurological disconnection or your nervous system is all out of whack. And so we want to work with your body to make it easier again. Wow. Okay. That's, that is really interesting. I'm like, okay, can I start like touching people to see if they're telling the truth? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't, I, I was a nobody like, right. Like I, I mean, I, what I, this is a perfect example. I say to my kids all the time, I'm like, your body doesn't lie. Hold out your arm, right? Because their arm will go weak if they're lying. Yeah. It's never the kid whose arm that goes weak is lying. It's a kid that strong arms me. That's not going to let their muscles go weak. But I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was real out here. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And so I mean, of, of course you can make your, you, you can make your body, you know, be really strong. And I say to yeah. parents all the time, I'm like, if you, if you bring a child to me kicking and screaming, you absolutely should not do that because their body's smart enough to let, let me fix them. But as long as they're open to the process then their body will let me work with them. But if they really don't want to be here and they don't feel safe, then it's not a good fit at all. Interesting. Okay. Is, is like, cause I'm trying to think of like, okay, when I'm feeling like extremely stressed out or anxious, like mm-hmm. I had a really rough go, um, like a stretch of time from October through like January of this last year. And I was just like extremely stressed out. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. My, I had to go to the chiropractor and get massages and all this because my back and neck was so jacked up. And I remember laying down on the chiropractor table and they're like, what did you do? I'm like, I have no idea. And he was like, are you under a lot of stress? Like this is definitely stress induced. And then also when we feel extremely overwhelmed, a lot of times, like that brain fog happens where Mm -hmm. you cannot focus or concentrate no matter what you do. And it's like, What's wrong with you? Is that, is that your body that's, like trying to protect it itself too? That's, that's exactly what it is. So okay. if we think about the brain and I, I know we don't have a visual here, but if we think about the brain, um, there, there's something we call it flipping our lid. And it's actually by Dr. Dan Siegel. He's the, the researcher, but, um, typically if you put your thumb in the middle of your fist and you make a fist, um, that's kind of what your brain looks like. Okay. Um, and so your thumb is, you know, kind of represents your amygdala. It's where we hold our fight, flight, and freeze reflex. And fight, flight, or freeze is just, it's a primitive reflex. It, it does its job, right? If we walk outside the door and there's a tiger, our body is going to pump adrenaline into our, into it to either fight the tiger or run away from the tiger. Okay. Um, and then if, if it's a really great thing, if there's a tiger out there, if there's a cat, 
and our, our body does the same thing, it's not great. So when we go into fight, flight, or freeze, so if you think about the middle of, of your, like your thumb in a fist, and your thumb is the amygdala, and then if you put your fingers over the top, and um, that's called your prefrontal cortex, that's just the, like the, the front of our forehead, that's where our rational thinking is. When our body goes into fight, flight, or freeze, we call it flipping our lid. And literally what happens is our body turns off everything that's not important for survival. And that includes the rational part of our brain. Mm. And it goes, I'm just going to work out of fight, fight, or freeze. I'm just going to stay in this zone because I don't feel safe and I have to protect myself at all, at all costs. That's where the brain fog comes in because your body is going, I'm not safe. And our nervous system is so smart. It's scanning seven times a second, always to go, am I safe? Am I secure? Am I safe? and secure? Well, if I'm in a constant state of stress or overwhelm, your body goes, it's not important to try my brain. It's important to survive. And that's where that brain fog comes from. And I think one of the things that has happened in our family is that we, you know, it looks like in a kid, it looks like it's that moment in time where you can give them every consequence in the entire world and they don't care. Mm -hmm. Their lid is flipped. They literally like the rational part of their brain is turned off and then they flip their lid and then I get really pissed and then I flip my lid and then World War III happens. (laughs) (laughs) and all that is is that that part of our brain is turned off because our bodies are saying to each other i'm not safe i'm not safe i'm not safe right and as soon as that happens we have this rush of adrenaline in our body and our bodies weren't created to hold that adrenaline all of the time Mm -hmm. you know ideally we should we should have that rush of adrenaline we should get rid of the adrenaline and kind of go back to neutral and we don't do that very well as humans we go whatever i'm fine whatever i'm fine whatever i'm fine and eventually our body goes, I, I'm in high alert. All of my systems are in high alert. And when I'm in high alert long enough, then we start to see it show up in other places. We see it show up in chronic illness. We see it show up in, um, in stress and anxiety and pain in all the different things. Cause our body wasn't created to be in high alert forever. It should just do its job and we should go back to neutral. Um, and we don't do that very often. And so, um, one of the things that's helped in our family is just using that vocabulary of, Hey buddy, your lid is flipped. And so until your lid is put back on, we can't have this conversation or, Hey, (laughs) my lid is flipped. So if you come at me right now, it's not going to be good. You're not going to get the answer that you want out of me because I'm not, mom's not okay right now. And starting to use that just vocabulary with each other to have an understanding of this is what's happening in my body. This is where I'm at. And I need a few minutes to calm myself back down to be able to have a rational conversation. I like that instead of like, cause we all know that feeling where just like, rage just takes yeah. over and it's like I can't stop yelling why am I yelling why like I know I shouldn't be doing this yeah. right but instead to like face it and just explain what's happening yeah yeah I think it's powerful I think it's powerful for our, us to understand what's happening in nervous system and our nervous systems and I think it's powerful for our kids and for my for you know I say to my kids all the time you know my daughter just got we just got through finals eighth grade finals and she was a mess and there was lots of flip lids and there was lots of moping down and I said to her and she's like I can't do this and I said to her I'm like sis this is your nervous system just doing your job it's saying I'm really overwhelmed I'm really scared I can't do this right now and that's okay and the interesting thing about kids and people in general but especially kids because their brains aren't fully developed is that if their nervous system gets out of whack they actually want to co-regulate with us So their nervous system goes, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And so they want to come to you and they want to kind of borrow your nervous system to calm themselves back down. Mm -hmm. And so there are tools that I give my kids like, Hey, these are things that you can do to help your body calm down. But sometimes they just need to crawl in bed with me and lay next to me. And all she needed was to borrow my nervous system for a little bit. 
and to have somebody say like, it's okay it's fine hey your body's doing its job that's told it's totally normal it's happening to you let's figure out how to calm you back down and then you can go to bed you know yeah. so I think even for her to understand like hey this is what's happening in my body this is happening in my brain this is why it's happening there's a rational reason for it we're going to get past finals and it's gonna be okay again Right. Um, I think it's, there's, it's just powerful for people to understand what's happening in their, in our bodies and their brains. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's normal. There's nothing totally wrong with normal. me for feeling this way. Like, I think that's, yeah. that, that would yeah. have been really helpful. Like growing up in our generations, I feel like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it works the same for adults. I don't know like about you, but like if my husband and I are entering into a fight, like either if he, if he's dysregulated and is in fight, flight, or freeze, either he can, like, I can stay calm, and he can regulate my nervous system, or my nervous system's going to do what he's doing, and then then the fight just escalates, right, and so it's an awareness sometimes, uh, or, like, we just moved, and my son, like, we moved, and it was, he did not want to move, and he was all over my husband, like, could not stop touching him, could not stop touching him, and my husband was like, what in the world, and I said to him, like, his nervous system is saying, I'm not okay, he doesn't have the words for it, but he needs to be physically touching you, Mm -hmm. And my husband goes, oh, I can do that. Like, I understand where the behavior is coming from. He's not just trying to be annoying. He's literally going, I'm not okay. And I don't know what to say. And so his body is saying, I just need to touch you so that, okay, I can calm myself back down. Well, that's, I like that. I'm like going through my head because I feel like my kids do that a lot. (laughs) And that totally (laughs) makes sense why. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we're already kind of talking about the big emotions. So we're going to yeah. stick with that because I feel totally. like this is such a huge topic that we could really talk about forever, mm-hmm. especially as parents, like the emotions are real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, where do these like big emotions come from? I know you're kind of talking to us already about it, like physiologically um, yeah. and then how they impact us and our kids. Yeah. So they come from fight, fight, or freeze. They come from our lid being flipped. They come from us not feeling safe for some sort of reason. And I think the the amazing thing about behavior, a child's behavior is always telling us one of two things. They're either telling us, I don't have something I need, or I don't know how to handle the situation. Okay. And so if I can look at their behavior and go either I, they don't have, there's some need that's not being met, or they don't have the tools to handle the situation. A lot of times their big emotions come from there, right? They're put in a situation, they don't know how to handle it, they get overwhelmed, they flip their lid and then the big emotions start pouring out. And I think this last year obviously has led to a ton of big emotions in all of us um, and over time in so many, so many, so many different ways. And so I think, um, you know, we often think of emotion as like, I either have the emotion or I don't. And that's not actually how emotions work. Emotions are a tunnel. And so there's a beginning of emotion, a middle of an emotion and an end of an emotion. And so I think sometimes we think like, well, I'm really stressed out because of this thing for my job. And if I just get rid of that thing that stresses me out, the stress will go away. And that's not actually true. Like we still have stress pumping inside of our body. Mm -hmm. We have to actually finish that emotion out. And there are seven different ways you can finish an emotion out there. You can have it's physical contact. So like squeezing your kid, giving them a hug, helps them finish an emotion. Having like a deep belly laugh finishes an emotion. Uh, crying and not necessarily like crying, but like paying attention to like the tears falling down your face that helps finish an emotion out. Um, connection to another person. So like, I mean, it's like, you know, it's that time when you're like, you almost get in a car accident and then you don't, but you're still like, you're mm-hmm. like, you're still racing and yeah. you have to pick up your phone to call your best friend or your husband and then be like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. And then you're like, okay, whew. 
it's that connection yeah. to that other person that finishes that emotion off for you. And it can be a physical movement. So, and it doesn't have to be big. It can be like, you know, like stretching your fingers and your toes, mm-hmm. like, like really purposely for like a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, it can be deep breathing. It can be doing something creative, but I think, um, so many times we get, we have a really big emotion and it explodes and then we kind of cycle back into another big emotion and explodes and over and over and over again. And we have, our bodies weren't created that way. We have to finish the emotion out and let that emotion go. And so we work in our family on just, what does that look like? Like what tools do you have in your toolbox? How are you finishing your, those emotions out? And so many times, especially when our kids are little, we just do it for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, do you want to go jump on the trampoline for five minutes? Hey, I'm going to just come by and like, you know, throw a kiss on your head. Hey, I'm going to come by and scratch your back or, Hey, do you want to flip upside down? It's, it's so great for the vestibular system to flip upside down. It like helps regulate kiddos and adults. Mm, sure. And we just model that for them and, and help their bodies learn this like cycle of regulation. Interesting. I, we have noticed in our household, and it's something my husband and I really like try to keep each other in check with is that I feel like our kids recover from emotions so much quicker than we do like Mm -hmm. if we're like you know something went wrong whatever we're all kind of amped up and angry and then they are like okay now I'm gonna go play and we're like okay I can't just go from being all heated or upset or whatever to just flipping that switch like that it's so hard yeah so that would be a, that would be a, like something that you could do is to figure out like how am I going to purposely finish this emotion, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? Like I just had a really big emotion. What am I? What am I going to do to actually finish that emotion off so that I can set it aside and keep moving forward? Because if not, that adrenaline just keeps pumping through your body, yeah. and like over time, I mean that adrenaline builds up and we kind of begin to like freeze a little bit or go numb inside mm-hmm. as adults because we just have this intense adrenaline build up. And I work with a lot of adults who are like, I can't feel anything anymore. I can't feel joy or sadness or happiness or anything. Like I just completely shut down. We've had so many years of building up that, that, those, that adrenaline and so much trauma stored inside of us that our body just goes, I'm out. I froze. I, I can't do this anymore. And so I think giving ourselves the space as adults to realize like my kids are going to have big emotions. I'm going to have big emotions. And how do I, how do I finish that off? So it doesn't stick with me. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like what happens if you don't finish those emotions off, but I guess like that kind of it's seems safe. like, so if you, if you think about like, if you think about a gazelle, cause animals have primitive reflexes too. They have fight, flight, or freeze too. So if you think about a gazelle that's running in the Savannah and a tiger is about to eat it, mm-hmm. what actually happens is the, the gazelle right before it gets eaten, like falls to the ground and plays dead. And if you, if that gazelle doesn't get eaten for some reason and it wakes up, what the gazelle's body actually does is it starts to shake really, really violently for a minute or two. Mm. And then it pops up and it runs away. And what the body knows instinctively to do is it's dumping the adrenaline. It's Mm. shaking to get all that adrenaline out. Mm. We rarely let ourselves as humans get to that point where we go, I got to finish it out. Mm. We just go, that was really hard, whatever, I'm fine. That was really hard, whatever, I'm fine. (laughs) And then yeah. we get in this cycle and then it just begins to build up. And that's where we see the brain fog. That's where we see some learning issues. That's where we see overwhelm or numbing or a ton of anger because we just get really, really stuck. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so scary. Cause I know that that's just like the way that we've been taught. That's the way society is. And it's <laughs> so hard for us to kind of step away from that. I've been working so hard to be really 
emotionally conscious with my, I have an almost three-year-old and we're going through the emotions right now. Right. And I have to remind myself often that this is so new for both of us. And I try to just, you know, do my best to talk it through with her, like how I'm feeling. I'm like a very high stress, high, strong, anxious person naturally, I feel like. And so really making sure that I'm, I talk through that with her has been what I've been focusing on. And I feel like she is, and I don't know if this is good or bad because in a way I feel like this puts a lot of pressure on her, but she's a, she's really emotionally intelligent, I think as just a person. And so she'll sense me getting kind of activated and she'll just look at me and say, mommy, are you okay? And mm -hmm. I just, it just like brings me back. And so I, like I said, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's like, she can see me starting to get that way and totally. brings me back. And I kind of do that for her too. At least I hope I do. Or she'll tell me, you know, she'll see me getting activated and she'll ask me that and I'll still be active. And she'll be like, I want to give you a hug and make you feel better. And I hope that she's learning that from me, but it's so hard to just be aware and like put our egos aside as adults, mm -hmm. I feel like, and just mm -hmm. talk through these emotions. So I guess what, like, what are some ways that we can handle our big emotions with in front of our children, not in front of our children and like grow together? Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a good question. I think that, um, the very first thing is to figure out like your body is going to tell you when a big emotion is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And so many times we as adults don't listen to our bodies. Right. And so I ask my clients the time, I'm like, where do you feel it? Like, do, is that like, do your, do your shoulders get tense? Do you get butterflies in your stomach? Do you start clenching your, your jaw? Is it in your hands or your feet? Right. And so it's like taking the moment to go, I have to start listening to my body because that's going to help me know when I'm going into fight, flight or freeze. And then I can start picking up my own tool belt to figure out how to keep myself calm. Mm. And one of the, the greatest things that you can do to keep yourself calm, to, to keep your lid on, as we say, is to actually really activate one of your five senses. So if you can highly activate your senses, it helps keep you grounded. And you can, you there's lots of ways you can do it, but like with a kiddo, you know, my son could be, when he was smaller, like total meltdown. And if I like throw a piece of cinnamon gum in his mouth, within like 30 seconds, his brain goes, whoa, I have to pay attention to my body, something's going on. Huh. or like knowing I'm going to step into a really stressful situation. I'm going to light my favorite candle before I do that, or I'm going to drink a really hot cup of tea, or I'm going to um, turn on my favorite music because our senses help keep us our, like in our body and have to, and like having to pay attention to what's happening to us. So I think one of the greatest things that we can do is acknowledge that everybody has big emotions. It's really normal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're three or 30, you're going to have big emotions our bodies clue us into when those big emotions are going to happen and it's totally normal. And then there are tools that we can use to help stay calm in that moment. But the, the thing about tools is we have to use them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I made the mistake when I first got into this, where I, like my kids would be melting down. I'd be like, use your five senses. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had to like practice ahead of time and each one of them is different, right? So my daughter really likes to hold things. She likes to have mm -hmm. things in her hands. So we got some squishy balls. Mm -hmm. and there I say to her hey you need to go upstairs and grab some or now she's older and so when she comes down and she's like mess I'll say what have you tried today tell me what you've tried well I've tried this and this and like go take a hot shower that's gonna calm your nervous system down right um so but I've had to do the same thing I've had to figure out for me like first I've had to realize I should not make any 
um, big decisions or write any emails or make phone mm-hmm. calls when I have really big emotions because <laughs> I'm not thinking rationally and I always regret it. I always regret it. Um, but then like, what does it look like for me to calm my body back down? And how do I know? And like, I feel it in my stomach, like my stomach starts to clench and that's when I can feel the anxiety. Um, and I go, I'm like, okay, I need to take a walk or I need to call a friend or I need to have a hot cup of tea. But I have had to use those tools ahead of time so that they're natural to pick up mm. and, and, um, and model that for my children. And really like in the beginning, I'm doing those things for my kids, but as they grow up, I want them to be able to pick up those tools themselves and use them and try those first and then come to me and be like, mom, I'm not okay. I'm like, cool, let's do some yoga. I don't know. Like let's, let's go for a walk. Let's watch Great British Bake Off. <laughs> like yeah. turn off yeah. our brains and snuggle. I mean, it can be, it can be that. Let's watch Great British Bake Off and snuggle on the couch underneath your favorite blanket. That's really soft and fuzzy. Yeah. Right. Like what can we do to calm our nervous systems down? So yeah, yeah. just having grace for ourselves. It's going to happen to us. It's, it's biologically what's you know, designed to happen to us. It's great when we are really in danger. It's not great when we're not in danger. Right. Um, and then, and then just give ourselves grace in that process. Yeah. yeah those are great tips. So I had a question. I don't know if this is going to be off topic or not, um, but your other business is called action parenting. And I wanted to mm-hmm. see what, what that is. Yeah. So that is, um, we, I realized really quickly into the pandemic that the work I do is like in-person and hands-on. And so I thought, how do I continue to give these tools to parents when they're not in person in my office working in my clinic? And so um, we provide, I partner with a good friend of mine who's a therapist and we provide um, social and emotional curriculum to schools um, around big emotions. So how do you like, with this thought of like, if we're going to address big emotions, we want to give parents tools and teachers tools and students tools, right? Because it doesn't matter if I just tell the kids if it's not being implemented at home, right? Right. Like it has to be all three. And it doesn't matter if I just tell the teachers if the kids don't know anything about it. So we have created a curriculum um, that we use in schools for social emotional health. Um, And then we have also created some online courses for parents to begin to understand like, how do I handle the big emotions and address the big emotions um, in my home in a really practical way to um, impact the big emotions that are floating around in my my house. That sounds awesome. And I was like, sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and start and talk about anxiety Um, and just kind of our mental health struggles in general, because I, I suffered from depression. I have ADHD, probably some, I mean, there's some anxiety in there definitely somewhere. And I, I mean, I really kind of worry about passing those things on to my children. So how do we know if our little ones, like if we go with anxiety, how do we know if our little ones are feeling anxious or suffering from anxiety? Are there like signs that we should look for? Yeah, for sure. So um, one, I would always say that like, if you, I mean, if you have a high propensity to anxiety and you haven't dealt with it, chances are your kids are feeling it in their nervous system. So that is just something to always be aware of. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It just is what it is. Um, There are, anxiety looks really different for different people. Um, Sometimes it can look like that fight. It can look like that constant argument, that constant blowing up, those big emotions. Um, And I, we often will think like, why are they being so stubborn? Sometimes it's just the anxiety that's causing it. They don't, they don't, everything feels out of control. And so they need to control something. And so um, sometimes it can look like that. Sometimes anxiety can look like those kiddos that hole away in their um, bedroom and don't come out for hours or are really quiet or don't demand very much because they just kind of want to fade into the background. 
and I don't want to have to engage. Um, sometimes anxiety can look like, um, you know, there's this idea of kind of this window of tolerance, right? Like we, if we think about um, a boat going down a river and there's two shores, um, we want to be able to kind of float down the river and there's waves that are going to come and different things that are going to come. But when we see a lot of stress and anxiety come into our life, we tend to go to one shore or the other and one shore is chaos. So some of us head towards chaos um, and we may see that in our kids, um, chaos in their rooms, chaos in their brains, chaos in their behavior. Um, and the other shore is um, control. And so some of our kids and some of us go towards control. And it's not bad to go towards one shore or another. It's not great if you get off the boat and just sit there. Mm -hmm. okay. And so I think sometimes when we look at our own behavior and our kids' behavior, that's a real clue, right? Into like, we just moved and my kiddo is 11 and he didn't want to move. And the week before his behavior was just everywhere. Like so many tears and so much anger and so much frustration and everything. And I thought, this is chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's not okay. He's having extreme anxiety over moving. He doesn't have the words for that, but his behavior is telling me I'm not okay. And I've gotten off my boat and I'm just sitting here. And so then we have to work to go, okay, what does it look like to get you back on the boat? And I think it's really important for parents to realize that every child is different, right? And so what, how my one child exhibits anxiety is different than the other. What one child needs in the situation is very different than the other. Um, but I think those those changes in behaviors that either like really loud or that really pulling inside, mm -hmm. um, both both of those things can be um, anxiety provoking. And, and we know, I mean, we know in the last 10 years, suicide rates amongst kids mm -hmm. and teenagers has increased tremendously. And we know that um, that I cannot even imagine what's going to come out of this year. Yeah. I mean, we know the rates have gone up this last year and then we're seeing it when we work in elementary schools, we're seeing it in, in third, fourth, fifth grade kids. Um, that, that, that suicidal ideation, all of that kind of stuff, all of that kind of stuff can be anxiety provoking. Mm -hmm. Um, so just watch your kiddos be aware of their behavior. Um, and I, you know, I check in with my kids all the time. Hey, how you mental health, health check-in. That's our mm -hmm. dinner conversation sometimes. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Where's your mental health today? Well, that was us during the pandemic a lot. Where are you at? You're at a one? Yep, I get that. I was there yesterday. Where are you at mm -hmm. today? You're at a five. Cool, what changed? What do you need from me? How can I support you? Where, where are you at? What's going on? Um, I think just that I, I just want to break down that wall. Mm -hmm. Like this is, it's normal. You're going to have anxiety. You're human. Okay, cool. How do we give you the tools to handle that? What do we do to make that better? And sometimes it's, it's a conversation. Sometimes it's going to a therapist. Sometimes it's getting on supplements. Sometimes it's talking to the school counselor. Sometimes like it, there's all, you know, nothing's off the table, but it doesn't, we can't go anywhere unless we first acknowledge it and start having conversation about it. Yeah. I think it's so, so, so important that we normalize just talking about it in general with our kids. Like growing up, I remember I got car sick anytime we went somewhere and I thought we were lost. Right. And, and we just thought that I was car sick, but it turns out like I had severe anxiety and mm -hmm. we didn't know what that was or how to even deal with it. And I really don't want my daughter to have anxiety, but you know, mm -hmm. it's in my family. I'm a very anxious person and all that I can really do is talk through it with her and explain mm -hmm. to her, you know, this is normal to feel this way and it's okay for you to feel this way. And I'm feeling this way and it's mm -hmm. totally normal. What other things can we do though? If we see them 
dealing with anxiety to help them cope through. I mean, we talked about the senses and the movement Mm -hmm. and things like that. Are there things like child specific that can help? There are. I, oh, I should email you. I will email you. There's a really fantastic book and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, Um, but it talks about our big emotions and it's a kid's book and it talks about today. I feel like a tiger. Hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm the next day. I feel like a porcupine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just giving that like really consistent vocabulary to understanding those emotions inside of our, inside of our bodies. Um, I think that connection is really important. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for me to want to sit in the space where my kids are really anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, we, if we think about fight, fight or freeze, when we go into freeze, the, the biggest thing that's going to help pull us out of it is just that connection. And it can just be like, Hey, I see you. Or, hey, I'm going to just sit next to you on the couch. Or, hey, I'm going to make your favorite meal. Or, hey, I'm going to hold space for you and whatever is going on in your life. Um, That's not always easy for me. If I have a lot of anxiety and I see Mm -hmm. anxiety in my kids, I don't always want to sit in the middle of it. Yeah, Um, But that that connection is one of the most important things that we can give them to help calm them back down and calm their nervous systems back down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if they don't want to receive it, like coming from a a place of anxiety myself, like if my husband tries to give me connection, even though like he knows I need it, I know I need it. But in that moment, I don't want it. I think it's really important that we still like let our children know, like I'm here, let me know when you're ready and then try again in, you know, 15 Mm -hmm. minutes or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. that's something that I think is huge because you don't want to feel abandoned when you are suffering with anxiety or any big emotion, right? Like back to that normalizing it thing. Like you don't want to feel like you're in this alone. Right. I see you. And it really can be that. Hey, it's, and and I think another, another great tool that you can use is just that validation, you know, like, Hey, you know, it sounds, it sounds like you've had a really bad day today, you know, or when we have this like super big emotion, like, you know, if we think about screen time and your kids don't want to get up screen time and they scream at you. I reflect back to them. Hey, it sounds like you're really, you really like that game and you don't want to get off yet. I'm not saying I agree with you. I'm not saying that it's okay that you're screaming at me. I'm saying, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on. Can I have five minutes? Can I have five minutes? Hey, it sounds like you want five more minutes. That's not going to work today. I can give you two more minutes and that's what we can do. But it's mm-hmm. that reflecting back and forth of like, I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to think your behavior is correct. I don't have to think what you're choosing to do is the best thing ever, but I see you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And, or like, you know, when they come home and they, they're just, they walk in and they're just pissed. Wow. It looks like you had a really rough day. Well, so-and-so and so-and-so. Wow. That sounds like it was really unfair. Wow. That sounds really, really hard. Is there anything I can do today? And that so many times when we just, they acknowledge like, wow, it really sucks right now. That validation who takes some of that like steam out of that, some of that fight and fight out. And all we're saying to a kid is, I see you. I know it's hard. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I want at the end of the day, right? Like my husband mm-hmm. can't come on and fix all my problems, right. but he could be like, wow, that really sucked, Jess. And then I'm like, yep, it did. Oh, I feel better. I just need something to acknowledge that for me. Yeah. yeah it's crazy how that works. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I um, got a parenting book like a few years ago and I have not finished it, of course, but um, <laughs> it's, it's like how um, to talk to kids and 
um, so they'll listen and how to listen so they'll talk to you something mm -hmm. like that and um, that was one of the big things I took away from it is that just being there to listen and acknowledge and not offering advice or trying to solve their problems for it and I've right. seen that before with my kids they're like oh so-and-so did this and I'd be like oh well maybe blah 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 mm -hmm. you should. And they're mm -hmm. like oh, they don't want to hear that they no. just want you to know that they had the thing but it was hard yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's totally. really big. That's it's kind of not something that I would have thought to do because they're my babies. I want to solve. Oh, I, everything my mama for them. bear, my mama bear goes on real quick, and I want to yeah. put everybody in their place, and I want to have really <laughs> hard mm -hmm. conversations with people I don't like that are mean to my children. Yeah. yeah, and really, my kids just need me to be like, "Well, it's really hard. What can I do to help?" Yeah, it just kind of feeds into it if you're like getting all riled. Oh, up totally. Too. I mean, yeah. exa exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, man. This was a big, I'm like, I, I don't even know what else to ask. This was huge. I cannot, I, I learned a ton. Thank you so much for coming on here and I mean, teaching us so much. You're so welcome. I'm so passionate about it. I'm not perfect at it. I'm not, I don't have a, a house that we don't ever scream, not scream at each other and nobody has big emotions. That is a lie. Right. We are all in process and we are all learning. And I think the other thing is just to, um, you know, we're going to make mistakes and to own them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. say like, Hey, my, I melted down. I flipped my lid and I lost it on you and I'm really sorry. Um, and, or, you know, I'm really anxious today and that's um, impacting our family in this way. And, um, you know, we, we try our best and it's never, I always say to everybody, I'm like, it's never hundred percent. If you aim for 70, fantastic. <laughs> like that's, that's a solid, really good place to be. If you can yeah. hit 70% parents, 70% of the time, the way you want to, man, your kids are going to be in a much better place than probably some of us were, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it's never, it's never perfection, but when we, when we do, you know, lash out or make mistakes that we take responsibility and, and go back to repair those with our children. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Just the owning up to it. And then hopefully they'll own up to it when they act out as well, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Okay. Well, our final question that we like to ask our guests is, and this is kind of off topic now, and I don't want to stop talking about the big emotions, <laughs> but, but if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would that be? One piece of advice. I mean, I think I just said it. Like I aim for 70%. I don't aim yeah. for perfection. No. I'm never going to be perfect at my job. It's always going to be a work in progress. I'm never going to be perfect as a parent. I'm never going to be perfect as a partner. I'm never going to be perfect in anything. And when I hold myself to the expectation that you can be perfect, I fail every time. And so I think having grace for myself and even in, in running a business, like, hey, I'm a beginner. I've never run a business before. I don't know what I'm doing all the time. Or even with my kids, hey, I've never parented a 14-year-old you before. Mm -hmm. So I'm never going to get it right all the time. It's just not going to happen. I don't know what you need. I've never done this with you before, specifically in this situation. So how do we be on the same page together? If, if, if we can lower expectations, um, I think it just gives a lot more room for grace in, in everybody's life. Awesome. That's great advice. And it helps you ditch that guilt, I think, that we yeah. carry around as well. I'm never yeah. going to get it perfect. I've given up on that. Like, I'll pay for you to be in therapy later. I'm okay with that. Like, it's Ooh. not, not going to be a perfect mom. That's fine. Wait, that's I love that. <laughs> the amount of times we've said that in my house. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I'm always like, I don't want you to, I don't want her to end up in therapy. What can I do to avoid that? I love that. Like, I won't. <laughs> Let's all it, own it, that. Let's, right. Let's normalize that I'm going to screw you up. I'm an, an imperfect person. Yeah. I'm going to screw you up in some ways. I'm doing the best I can. If I can do 10% better than my parents did, fantastic. 
yeah. and then you can do 10% better than me, but it's never, it's never going to be hundred percent. That's just not the reality of life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I actually think about this a lot because I like look back. I don't know. I just like look at all of my peers and I know that we're just also a lot more vocal about it, but a lot of like millennials have a lot of like mental health issues or like, you know, there's always just something that, you know, affected us as children and now we're adults with it. And so I'm just like, I wonder what the thing is that I'm going to mess my kids up with. Like, hmm, what's going to be the thing they're going to talk about one day? (laughs) I used to say, I used to say before I got into this work, like, oh, they won't remember. Like if it happened before they were five, they remember. And now I know the body remembers. Oh no. Now I know the body remembers before, like, because sometimes I work with kids that are adopted their body remembers what happened before they had words for what happened. And so I'm like, oh crap. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. Like I, yeah. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious and awful all at once. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey boss lady, come here. I've got a few questions to ask you. Have you been struggling to find your unique balance in your life or business? Do you feel lost as a mom and or business owner and need some direction or clarity? Do you feel like you aren't truly connecting with your customers, not making sales and can't figure out why? Do you struggle to show up on social media consistently and intentionally without feeling completely overwhelmed? If you answered yes to any of these questions, keep listening. The Brand You Strategy is my signature six-week business balance and branding course that walks you through creating a solid and recognizable business and brand identity and has proven to help you gain a clear understanding of who you are and determine your unique message and dream customers so you can relax into your business and make more money. Who doesn't want that? The Brand You Strategy only launches six times per year and has a spot waiting with your name on it. For more info, check out bossladiesandbabies.com or contact me, your girl Megan, on Instagram at it's Megan Gillespie or via email at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. Mention this ad and receive 25% off your spot. I can't wait to see what you do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to be wrapping up, but we're not going to let you get out of here without sharing your hot mess moment with us. So this is an opportunity for you to confess an embarrassing moment where you've been a total hot mess. It could be in your life as a mom, in your business, but let it all out. Don't be afraid to go there. Oh my gosh. I have so many of these, but I was like, I don't even know which one to choose from. <laughs> I, um, I think one of my favorites is we, my husband's family lives in Europe is in Sweden. And so we have flown back and forth since our kids were little mm-hmm. and we were flying home and we got on, we had like, you know, like a 20 hour flight back home and we got on our first flight. And then like five minutes, my son puked all over me oh. and we had like we had brought in changes of clothes for him but not for ourselves and I was like oh great this is gonna be a long 20 hour 20 hours and then we got on the next flight and then he started having and he was one so one mm-hmm. like one you don't they're not gonna watch tv they're not gonna sit in your lap so all he did was I would put him on the floor he would climb up to my head I would put him on the floor like oh over gosh. and over again yeah. and then like three hours into the second flight he started having diarrhea and there was diarrhea everywhere and we ran out of diapers and then he started (laughs) screaming at the top of his lungs and all I could do was like walk up and down the aisles with this poopy child (laughs) (laughs) and 
my um, airline attendant said to me, ma'am, he might be happier if you stayed in your seat. Maybe you should try that. And I looked at her and I said, how about you try it? How about you take him and go sit in the freaking seat because he's not happy no matter what I do. And that, that was my hot mess summit. I had like had oh poop gosh. and puke and all of the things all over me. And I was like, oh my God, we have another like 15 hours to get home. And oh my gosh. It, I came, we came home and I was like, never again are we going to have a little one-year-old. It was horrible. And just horrible. the audacity of that flight attendant oh to even say that. No. She must not be a mom. That's what I was going to say. I was like, think. I'm like, do you not think I tried my hardest at this very moment? Oh my gosh. So, oh my gosh. That's like... <laughs> when people like oh worry about traveling with kids like that is the nightmare situation oh, i feel like people are like oh that doesn't actually happen it'll be fine yeah, it does oh it yeah does. it does <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us today i i seriously took so many notes and there's so much uh-huh. just from this conversation that i feel like we can all kind of take home and use with us like today yeah thank you you're so welcome thank you for the the opportunity to be here I'm so passionate about it and so um thrilled to pass along information so families can change and grow yeah I love that and you can hear the passion in your voice and just I mean you can tell that this is coming from a place that's so important to you and obviously you're so so knowledgeable so before we let go why don't you tell our audience where they can find you and how we can support your business yeah. So if you are interested in what I do with the brain breakthrough, you can go to the brainbreakthrough.com and set up a free consultation with me, uh, whether you're close by or online. Um, I do free consultations all the time. And those look like, Hey, I think my kid's struggling with reading. Are they <laughs> to, Oh my gosh, I can't do this too. I can't, you know, all the things, um, or I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and trauma. Um, and then if you want to learn more about the social and emotional curriculum that we have created and use in schools or online classes, you can go to actionparenting.org um, and learn more about this. Awesome. Okay. Well, make sure you guys go check out those links. Thank you so, so much again, Jesse and everyone else. We will see you all next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.